What's up and welcome into the Around the SEC podcast done by myself, Jack Shangle, and as always, I am joined by both Pat and Will. Today we have a lot to talk about, including how Mizzou and Florida fumbled the bag against some lesser opponents, and then we're going to be looking forward to see if the SEC can unfumble the bag in these upcoming games to renew that SEC power uh, in bowl games uh, trend that's been going on for like the last forever. So uh, we got that to talk about and more all on this episode of Around the SEC. Let's get into it. All right, Will's going to start us off. Will, roll it on. So before we get into any of these games, I do want to talk about, obviously, the SEC 0-2 in bowl games so far. We'll get into those games later. But talk about a shock. What do you all think about that? I think the SEC, I mean, we kind of, didn't we say it last week that this is going to happen? That the SEC was going to be 0-2 in bowl games? Didn't we both, didn't we predict that this was going to happen? We, I think me and Pat both said that Florida was going to lose. Um, I think, I, I don't know, I think maybe we we said Mizzou was going to win, but I, I'm not 100% sure on that, to, me, to be honest. I was going to say, I picked both of those games correctly. Uh, just going into bowl season, neither team really had that edge going, so it, it was, was uh, it was definitely some of the SEC's weaker teams, so I don't really look too much into it. And the only other thing we have to talk about is the general COVID rule for the playoffs that was um, given out. I just want to know y'all's thoughts on this. The rule is if in the semifinal one team cannot play due to COVID, the other team goes on, and same with the other side. If that happens in the championship game and they cannot reschedule it before January 14th, the, the opponent will either be crowned the national championship by not even playing a game. Technically, the national yeah. champion, not national championship, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But they'll be the national champion without playing the game, or if both teams can't play, there will be no national champion, which would be insane. Now, obviously, we none of us hope that this happens. That would suck. Um, but what are y'all's thoughts on that? I'm not too worried about that kind of occurrence happening. I guarantee these teams are on lockdown. They probably all have, uh, like, they're probably all locked in their dorm rooms right now, to be quite frank. So um, I would not be too worried about a game being canceled because of COVID unless there's a false positive or something like that. Yeah. See, I, I really think the NCAA is getting a bit ridiculous with the rules and the cancellations and the we went an entire season no issues but then we get to bowl season and then everything goes haywire not saying I'm a little little worried a little conspiracy theory going on but I think the NCAA is just a bunch of stooges my work. I just don't understand why they would do something like that, though, because, I mean, they're, they're the only ones that stand to lose money. My work, actually, I don't think the NCAA makes any money off the college football playoffs because it's not technically done by the NCAA. I could be wrong about that, but I think that's right. Um, my worry is that they uh, you've seen a bunch of cancellations around the country. I mean, it feels like every day there's another one, right? So, I mean, I'm... If we're being honest, probably one of the games that we're going to talk about today is not going to happen. Texas A&M is already out of one game. And they replaced them with uh, a 5-7 and seven Rutgers team. I mean, you're going to have to find a 5-7 and seven team, though. I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah, but I just... 
some of some of this is just it's a little ridiculous how yeah i no i all right so we can go ahead and get into these bowl games jack do you have an order that you want to go or are we just going to go by alphabetical order give me one second sorry i walked away from the computer for one moment um that well, no so we're just going to go in tie or from the beginning of the week which i guess is tomorrow uh, or today, depending on when you're listening to this. Uh, and then we're just going to go through it like that. So starting off at 11 a.m. on ESPN, we have Auburn playing number 20, Houston. Auburn is favored by two points in this game. The over-under is 51. Um, I do, I do want to ask you, um, since we're going in order, we obviously have to cover the Florida-Missouri games. Do we want to do that first? Uh, yeah, we can do that first. So I guess we'll start uh, with the Missouri Army game. You can you can tell that we you know we planned this before the podcast, but that's okay. That's okay. It is what it is. But obviously, I'll start talking about the Missouri game in the Armed Forces Bowl last Wednesday. Army was favored in this game, and obviously, they do come out on top, twenty four to twenty two. What Army needed to do to win this game was just be able to run the ball. Missouri ranked one hundred twenty fifth out of one hundred thirty teams against run defense. Army ran for two hundred and eleven yards on fifty five attempts. I would I would say they play Army football. Yeah. Just a few yards at a time and just outwilled Missouri. I think the story of the game, Missouri actually did really good on third down, going forcing Army to 5 or 14 on third down, but could not get off the field on fourth down. Army went Five for five, one hundred percent. That's the difference in the game. It, easily, I mean, I and I mean, Army did have that last second field goal. Yeah. Um, but you know, Missouri for Tyler Beatty opting out, Connor Basilek transferring. Yes, and that is a big deal. By the way, the, they were missing basically their whole offense in this game. That definitely needs to be mentioned here. So I mean. To be missing their two most reliable offensive weapons and almost winning a bowl game. Yeah, yeah. Against a solid Army team, too. And Missouri was up 22-21 after a supposed... I mean, I feel like most people expected this to be a go-ahead touchdown. Army got the ball with a minute 33 left, and Army's offense isn't exactly up-tempo, to say the least. So, I, I mean, I thought Missouri had won... But with the help of a, compl- a completed pass out of nowhere, a face mask penalty, and a big run, Army got in field goal range for Cole Talley to walk it off for Army to win the game. I was watching this. It was crazy. Obviously, good for Army. I think the story of the game, Missouri settled for three field goals in the first half inside of Army's 20-yard line, and two of those were inside Army's 10-yard line. They just couldn't convert when it mattered, and obviously that, again, is the difference in the game. Yeah, well, I mean, one field, one field goal. I guess not one field goal. You know what I mean? One of those just going for it could have literally saved your entire – not season. No, I'm going to say season because I think a bowl game win for this team you know, doesn't remedy all the problems that they had this year or by any means heal all wounds, but it definitely does – uh, does some favors for the team season. I mean, a bowl win's a bowl win. I don't care if it's devalued now. I think uh, it still matters a lot. So now Missouri looks ahead. Uh, Connor Basilock enters the transfer portal, which I do not understand. He 
is not the best quarterback in the world, but he is a very, very solid quarterback. It started two years from Missouri. Losing him is a big deal. I, I think no I actually idea. I actually disagree. I think Brady Cooks could be fine. I mean, he, I will say he did okay in the bowl game, but I mean. I, is he any better than Connor Bazelak for sure? Like, I don't no, know. but I think he's as good as Connor Bazelak in there, and I think he's younger, isn't he? Uh, yeah, he, he, he's like a he's like a true freshman. Most likely is, and then obviously Missouri loses Tyler Bay. That's something they're going to have to replace. They look at probably running backs like Elijah Young or look to the transfer portal. But that's all we got for Missouri. You want to move on to the Florida game? Another. Uh, I stray away from disappointing because I don't know that Florida really cares, but Florida loses in the Gasparilla Bowl on last Thursday. Florida was favored five and a half, I believe. I didn't look at the updated lines before the game. UCF wins 29-17. to 17. Um, I, I kind of – I think we all saw this coming. This isn't yeah, super yeah. surprising here. I had – I had predicted Florida win just because I thought maybe talent would prevail, but that really wasn't the case. If you look at UCF, they just outplayed the Gators in this game. Uh, let's see. Emory Jones, awful in this game. And his swan song for the Gators, he was 14 of 36 for 171 yards. Inaccurate, bad decisions all night. It was terrible to watch. See, going into that game, I already it, it kind of felt like the team was just done for the season, FSU week, and that was your biggest rivalry of the year. Yeah. Then you have a bowl game, chance to go in the off season, get a little hype under Billy Napier. Well, and you, you just you come out stale. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what this win would have done for Billy Napier simply because he isn't coaching the game. So I, I really, again, I don't think Florida cared about this bowl game. Another thing to look at for UCF is Isaiah Bowser rushed for two touchdowns, 155 yards. And then Ryan, Ryan O'Keefe had 195 yards of scrimmage and one touchdown. They just kind of bullied this defense. Um, it's glad to hear that Justin Shorter was okay, but I think Florida fans are ready to move on to the Billy Napier uh, coaching tenure. So I guess we can move on from Florida. And that brings us to bowl games this yeah. week. It's a lot more exciting. Yeah, so let's start off with uh, number 20 Houston uh, playing uh, Auburn. Um, like I said before, the spread for this game is two points. Uh, it is uh, an over-under 51. And then uh, the Ticket Smarter Birmingham Bowl. The Birmingham Bowl, the pit armpit of the universe. It's uh, true. It's true. <laughs> But they're playing in uh, UAB's new field instead of Legion Field, so at least get the upgrade. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think the question for Auburn here is, can TJ Finley get it done for you? I guess this is kind of almost like a tryout for Auburn heading into next year. This Houston team is pretty good. It, they they really are no slouch. Not I, I don't I don't know how excited they are for this game, but I know they I know I know they care a little bit, right? Probably as much as Auburn does. Yeah. Oh, no, and I think Houston has an advantage because their starting quarterback, Clayton Toon, has three years of experience. It's he, He's going to come into this calm, cool, collected. Yeah, he has 3,200 yards, 28 touchdowns, and nine interceptions. Number one target, Nathan Dell, 1,200 yards and 12 touchdowns. 
Who? So uh, that's pretty. That's pretty. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, that is going to be the key. Now, um, something to look at: uh, Auburn's best linebacker, I believe, and best cornerback have opted out for the NFL draft. So that is a huge deal. Houston's best cornerback has also opted out of this game. So the defenses take a hit. Auburn's overall offense is second in the nation. Houston's is fifty-eight. Auburn's overall defense in the nation, and Houston's is six. So Houston has a very, very good defense. You have TJ Finley, who has not looked good for Auburn. That is a big deal. I don't. I personally don't think he can get it done. Yeah, I, I'm in, in agreement with you. I'm really high on this Houston team, and to see the SEC start off zero and three in bowl games is going to be tough. But there's some positives coming forward. I think I think they're the this game is has two good defenses. This is basically a home game for Auburn. I think that will matter. I don't think it will matter enough. I have Houston winning this game twenty three to twenty, cutting the spread just barely. Okay. Yeah, no, for me, I I think it's gonna be like a low key, like high scoring a high scoring game. I feel like it's going to be 35-31 Houston over Auburn. I I just don't think T.J. Finley gets it done for the Tigers. Jack, it's up to you to make us not look like clowns. <clears throat> I'm taking... Mm, I'm taking Houston in the upset, man. I, yeah. I, 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 like it's, it just feels right. It just feels right. And... I agree. But we can't all take Houston. We're gonna get we're gonna get hot takes. That almost makes you. But like, opinion. yeah, but like, do you do you believe even in a video game that Auburn could beat Houston unless you're playing on like rookie difficulty? No. Yeah, I do. I, I think Auburn is very much talented enough with Tank Bigsby, and I think if TJ can be a game manager, I think they can win this game. I don't think they will, but I think it's possible. All I'm saying is just. Go Cougs, like Houston right there. They're yeah. going to kick some butt, and that's all just me. Right. So we're all going with the Houston Cougars, which just tells you that Auburn's going to win this game. So there you go. Take that for what you will. Let's move on to the next game. Also, Auburn's favored in this, so you, you, could, you could stand to make some money. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so the next game, sorry, uh, is going to be Mississippi State versus Texas Tech. In the AutoZone Liberty Bowl, Mississippi State favored by ten points. The over/under in this game is fifty-eight and a half. Yeah, for Texas Tech, what they have to do to win this game, Ben, don't break defense. Ole Miss had a worse has a worse defense than I'm Texas sorry, Tech. I'm sorry, did you say Ole Miss? Yes, I did. Okay, okay, yeah, you meant to. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I meant to. Yeah, I'm just I'm, making I'm, sure. I'm, <laughs> I'm, Ole Miss has a worse defense than Texas Tech. But Ole Miss held State to field goals and won the game. That's what Texas Tech has to do to win this game. They can bend. They can allow all the yards they want. But they have to be able to stop Mississippi State in the red zone and so on. And they can't. They will have a chance at winning this game. See, for for me with this game, I I feel like it's a pretty evenly matched game. Pretty even teams, in my opinion. But Mike Leach is coming back for revenge. Like he, I was about to say, this is a little storyline. He is out for blood. He wants his money. 
and he's going to do everything possible to win this game. Yeah. And I think it starts with Will Rogers at quarterback. And I thought. Well, by the way, Will Rogers one of the most underrated seasons like, of any quarterback. People will say that he, you know, a lot of it's a lot of his stats are boosted by the offense. The offense, but I mean, regardless, you look at his efficiency; it's 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 pretty lethal. Yeah. Um, one one thing to look at the game that is pretty clear: Texas Tech doesn't have a coach. <laughs> Joey McGuire got hired, and obviously he doesn't coach this game. So Texas Tech is without a coach. You saw how that went for Florida. Texas Tech's offense ranks 61st in the nation, and their defense is 91st. This is not a great team. Uh, again, defense not very good, but better than Ole Miss, and we saw what Ole Miss could never know. And then Texas Tech's offense. I, I for, for Miss, what they need to do to win is Will Rogers just needs to be efficient. I think Texas Tech's offense should be able to score with Mississippi State's offense. Yeah, I'm... I'm gonna have to agree with you here. Um, Texas Tech was good enough this year to get to a bowl game. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, the last note I have here: Texas Tech is among the worst in the nation in getting third down stops. So that's huge when you're playing this type of offense because Mike Leach always has a play that can get a third down conversion. So that will be to look at here, especially like I was saying, being able to get stops in the red zone. I have Mississippi State 34-28. I think it could be a blowout. I really do. The spread's nine and a half. They expect a blowout, but for some reason, I think Texas Tech keeps it close, but Mississippi State nonetheless. Uh, you know, I'm, I hate to say this, Mississippi State is going to win this ball game. I think it is going to be a, a good win for State and Mike Leach. Um, I've got the final score being 38-17. Will Rogers, just, he carries the team. I I think Will said it best. All Will Rogers has to do is be efficient. He's been that all year. Um, I don't see anything changing. Uh, I'm going to take Mississippi State in this one, probably uh, 28-10. to I mean, and one thing to look at, Mississippi State's defense is very good. Top 25 defense, 21st in the nation. This defense should pretty much alter Texas Tech's offense. Because Texas Tech has some QB concerns as well on top of that. They've played three QBs this year. So on everything that goes into that, Mississippi State should be good. I don't know if we mentioned this, but this is the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. I did. I said it off the top. All right, let's move on to the next game. We're all taking Mississippi State here, so that's a win for the SEC. Yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's move on to the Thursday. Um, obviously, those two games were on Tuesday. This one's going to be Thursday at 10.30 in the morning. God, Lee. Uh, the Dukes Mayo Bowls, North Carolina versus South Carolina. Battle of the Carolinas. Uh, North Carolina is favored uh, by nine points, while the over-under sits at 58. Um, man, 10.30, that's, that's awesome. I'm not really going to be able to watch this game due to work, and I'm sure most people aren't going to be able to watch this game. Uh, thing to note, South Carolina's offense ranks 116th in the nation, defense 43rd in the nation, North Carolina's offense 9th in the nation, which is what sticks out. Their defense 87th in the nation. What sticks out, obviously, here, North Carolina has a really good offense, 
South Carolina has a decent defense, but their leading edge ru- or their best edge rusher, Kingley, I'm going to butcher this name, Ignogbari, uh opted out of this game, along with leading rusher Sequandre White. See, I I feel like this is going to be a pretty equally matched game. The reason I say that is North Carolina with Mac Brown and uh, Phil Longo on the offensive side of the ball, they choke in games they're supposed to win. Yeah, They choke in big-time opportunities. Yeah, it's the Dukes-Mayo Bowl. It's at 1030. Yeah. But you got North Carolina, South Carolina. That feels pretty special. Like, when's the last time it's happened? Yeah. I mean, it is a pretty cool bowl game. Like, like the fact that we have both of the Carolina, like, that's got to be planned, right? Like that- I agree. This is pretty cool. Uh, North Carolina came into the year with ACC championship expectations, but their inconsistency is what cost them to go six and six. So we have to six and six. We have to remember. North Carolina is a 6-6 six and six football team. This is not the team everybody thinks they are. They've lost games they should not have lost. South Carolina has won games they should not have won, like Auburn and Florida. So South Carolina's done this before. And I think they've got just that that spirit with Shane Beaver. Like, they've, they've found their identity. So I think South Carolina upsets the Tar Heels in this one. Um, I, I have to disagree there. I will say what North Carolina has to do to win this game, they need to score 30 points. South Carolina has scored more than 30 points once this whole year, and that was versus Florida when they were kind of collapsing. So that's all North Carolina needs to do. They need to use that overall offense in the nation and put it to use. I think South Carolina's got one more special win in them this year. That's fair. I just I feel like they've got the magic. I think yeah. their defense does enough. I think the offense does enough. I think losing Zaquandre White, their best their best edge rusher, Kingsley Nogbury, is a big loss to this team. Especially when one of the things South Carolina needs to do is hold the run game. When North Carolina has lost, they have scored less than twenty five and they lost every time with their run game having basically no production. So that's, that's a key what South Carolina has to do is stop the run and then see what happens. But um, I, I'm taking North Carolina in this game, 38-28. It's a minus nine-point spread for North Carolina. I think they cover. I think it's close. Um, come on. I think it's going to be a lot lower than people are expecting. And yeah. I, I have the fighting Shane Beamers win in 21-17 in this yeah. game. North Carolina, that's probably more accurate. North Carolina's defense is putrid, so I'm just giving South Carolina's offense, even with Zeb Nolan, the benefit of the doubt here because, again, North Carolina's defense, go look at it, it is garbage. Their offense is really good, though. So for South Carolina, what do make it an ugly game? This has got to be an ugly game where North Carolina's offense just looks ugly. There's not very much production and just kind of eke out one, like a 21. Yeah, I, I, I'm keeping mine the same. <laughs> I'm, I'm sticking with 38-28 North Carolina. Jack, what do you think? Is he here? Yeah, I'm here. Um, I uh, I think I am going to pull for the South Carolina fighting Shane Beamers. Uh, but I, 
I want to say they win, but I think they win, like Will said, in probably an ugly game. I'm going to give them, give it to them 13-10. to 10. Ooh, Man, you're talking about putrid ugly and taking the under there for sure. Uh, so I'm dissenting here against y'all, so that means I am primed and ready for it, and I told you so, and I can't wait for it next week. All right, well, we'll see. Yeah, we will see. Moving on to the next game, which is? Uh, Going to be the... Trans Perfect Music Music City Bowl. Uh, Tennessee plays Purdue at 2 p.m. on ESPN. The uh, Tennessee uh, Volunteers are five and a half point favorites, while the over under sits at 63 and a half. Yeah. Um. So notable opt outs in this game, and this is kind of why I'm just going to go ahead and say I expect to see the first round uh, for top round projected defensive end and wide receiver George Karloftis and David Bell for the Boilermakers opting out to the NFL draft. Their starting offensive tackle is doubtful. Their starting cornerback and another productive wide receiver are all out for Purdue. They have lost a bunch of production going into this game. Yeah, that, uh, that does always hurt. <laughs> yeah. Alante Taylor, Tennessee's best cornerback, is, has opted out as well, but with uh, Purdue's best two wide receivers opting out, I don't. I think that kind of cancels out. In my opinion, yeah, no, I'm gonna have to give it to you. Uh, before the opt outs, I thought Purdue had a better chance to win. They had the yeah. better defense, in my opinion. But they do. It's just Purdue's defense is 30th, and Tennessee is 86, so it's not close or debatable. Yeah, so I I think Tennessee they just with the up tempo now, it's just they're easy dub. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think one interesting point here is Purdue's defense is ranked 30th in the nation, but is not highly regarded as a very good defense. One thing to look at for this defense is they play in the Big Ten with very slow and uh, bad offenses. <laughs> so I, I don't I mean don't get me wrong, it's better defense than Tennessee's, but this is not a great defense. And Purdue's main thing is kind of airing it out. Um, and when you lose your best two wide receivers, especially a first-round wide receiver, that's going to t- put a damper on that. Their offense is still ranked 50th in the nation. So it wasn't that great to begin with. Tennessee's offense ranked 15th. Everybody knows the deal with Tennessee's offense. Tennessee just needs to get up and run in this game. I, I, I agree. I, this this game for me is just kind of uh, get the – get the dub for the SEC, and that's it at this point. One one thing to look back at um, when Auburn played Purdue in the Music City Bowl a couple years ago, I think it was like 55 to 10 at halftime. I don't know if y'all remember that. Uh, Yeah, no, that was a – yeah, that was a shocker for that one. I I think Tennessee does better than that. I've got a little faith in them. Another thing to look at here, Purdue has upset Iowa when they were second rank, ranked in the nation, and they've upset Michigan State Michigan State when they were ranked second in the nation. So Purdue's beat really, really good teams, so it's not like they couldn't just come out of here and lay the hammer on Tennessee. I think it's technically possible. I don't expect it to happen, but it it is possible. Anything is possible. I think Tennessee's offense is going to take care of business, though. I, this Tennessee is going to win this game. Yeah. For Purdue, they just need to force three and outs anytime they can't. This, their offense won't be the same missing 
multiple pieces, key pieces at that. So it's a thing advantage of every possible opportunity to hit big plays and the like. I think, you know, that's going to see that happening. I have Tennessee winning 45 to 31. Uh, see, I was going to go 42-31 Tennessee over Purdue. Yeah, I was actually right there, too, but I gave us a field goal just for the kicks and giggles. Ah, kicks. Yeah, <laughs> get it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think Tennessee's offense is just going to do, do what the offense does. The defense just has to offer Purdue under 35. I don't see Tennessee scoring under 35. Um, so just really not asking for much from the defense, just be – decent enough again with a kind of engine and short offense it should be doable jack what do you say um i kind of i already said uh my prediction but i'll say it again i think tennessee takes care of business uh i see tennessee scoring 38 points uh late field goal and uh probably gets gives up let's let's give them let's give them 13 again I'm, i'm liking the number 13 uh, yeah, I guess uh, I, don't, I don't see Tennessee's defense allowing less than 20 to anybody. But, I mean, hey, I, I like your confidence. I'll, t- I'll definitely take that. Uh, this would be a big – I wouldn't say it would be a big win for Tennessee or anything, but it's definitely more momentum for Josh Heupel in his first year getting an eight-win season. I think that's pretty impressive, to, just in my opinion. But uh, And just a, one other shout-out, Tennessee basketball team taking down the number six team in the nation, Arizona. We can move on. Congratulations. Uh, y'all, y'all have a pretty big top ten loss too during the season. Y'all played uh, Gonzaga, Duke. Huh? I, mean, I wouldn't say it's a bad loss. Oh no, it's not a bad loss. It was just I just remember I could yeah. it didn't it made me think. No, of I, I, I wasn't was I wasn't saying. I wasn't dogging Tennessee there by the way. Uh, yeah, I got I get what you're saying. Let's move on to the next bowl game. All right, so we next up we have we move on to Friday, December thirty first at two. 30. Oh, I do, I do. Before you get to that, I do want to say Texas A&M plays Friday, or does not play Friday. Their bowl game was canceled in the Gator Bowl. I know we kind of talked about that, but it's worth noting. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, 230 uh, ESPN Cincinnati, number four, plays number one Alabama. Alabama is a 13.5 point favorite, uh, and the over under is 58.5. Yeah. Pat, I'll let you start on this one. See, I think they're giving Cincinnati a little too much credit. And I want to say. Too much credit? Well, in certain little talks around the the world. Sport world. Around the SEC. But did y'all see the comment by Will Anderson? Yes, I did see this, actually. The guy is a clown if he thinks Alabama's been disrespected all year. I mean, okay, Alabama that, has been disrespected all year. Nick, I'll give him that. That's clearly Nick Saban. I mean, he's a master at this. He's the master at this, and the reason why they've won 30 in titles in the past seven years. I just, I don't get it. You you came into the year right number one. You're ranked number one the entire season. You lose one game, and then it's, oh, yeah, we're the underdogs. I mean, they kind of were, though. I mean, like, they were even the underdogs in that that Georgia game. I'm not going to hate him for saying that. Like, what do you want him to just come out and say, oh, yeah, we're going to smash 
Cincinnati. We're the favorites, but I mean, he has. To, if you're a good, a good player, like you, you have to have that mentality. Oh, seriously, seriously, I would rather him say they beat the absolute crap out of him. Yeah. All right. That's just, move, I, I, I'm going to get off the uh, the soapbox. Let's move on. I do want to talk one one big matchup in this game, and that's Ahmad Gardner. That's Cincinnati shutdown cornerback, probably going in very high in the NFL draft. He has the potential to shut down Jamison Williams, and if he does so, where does Alabama go on offense? Do they lean on the run game? Do they go to, I can't remember their other receivers' names, but do they go to Slayton and then Ja'Cory Brooks, I believe is his name, and can they – carry Alabama to the championship. And can, can Ahmad Gardner, and again, he is very good, but it's Jameson Williams. Can he, he even stop Jameson Williams? I mean, I think it's possible. I mean, I think in this game, I'm not, I'm actually not even going to give a prediction for this game because I genuinely don't know. We haven't seen Cincinnati play anybody near the level of Alabama, but they've played to the level of pretty much everyone they've played. So, Yeah. Um, I will say an interesting matchup. Again, Cincinnati's defense, seventh in the nation. Alabama's offense, sixth in the nation. This is some of the best defense Alabama is going to play all year. Now, obviously, Alabama just took Georgia's defense out to the woodshed in the SEC championship game, but is that a one-off? That's what I'm really intrigued about. Is, is that out? Which Alabama performance are we going to get? The one who played against Auburn and LSU? We're going to get the one who played Arkansas and Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia. Which offensive output are we going to get? It'll be interesting for sure. I mean, because I. It, it's easy to say it'll be one or the other, but I don't yeah. think we're going to get an in between. It's going to be a high scoring matchup or it's not. Uh, well, that is that is true. It is, it is going to be one of the two, that is for sure. Um, uh, the one thing Cincinnati has here is Desmond Ritter, the senior quarterback, 3,200 yards of scrimmage, 30 touchdowns and eight interceptions. He is a rock for the Cincinnati team. and He will be the key focus. Him along with Jerome Ford, Jer- Jerome Ford their top rusher, with 1,250 yards and 19 touchdowns. That is their. That's going to be their one-two punch. They have to control the line of scrimmage, which I know is going to be hard. But you know, and this is besides Notre Dame. This is Cincinnati's first real test. Like Desmond Ritter hasn't had to like try to get a lead in the fourth quarter. Yeah, like exactly. they've just been coasting. So well, EC, uh, EC, ECU game. Oh well, yeah. But, you know, don't watch a whole lot of AFC football. But I think for Ritter, like, he just needs to get comfortable. He just needs to do what he's been doing all year. Yeah. And then make make some splash plays. I think Alabama's defense has shown that they can give up some splash plays. Yeah. I I will say that I think this is where Alabama will just absolutely shut down Cincinnati. Cincinnati just, I don't, from what I saw, they do not have one game breaking receiver. They do not have one electric receiver. They have three to four wide receivers who are good to very solid, but not great. So are they going to be able to create space? And will Desmond Ritter be able to hit him? And will he have time to hit him? That will all be interesting. And that's where I think Cincinnati loses this game. 
and and the offensive line. Yeah, exactly. Um, for so for Cincinnati, what they need to do is they need to press the wide receivers. Obviously, that starts with Ahmad Garner on Jamison Williams. He has to be shut down in all capacities to win this game. They have great cornerbacks across the board. Can they stop Alabama's backup running back or backup wide receivers? That's again, if Cincinnati wants any chance of winning this game, that's where it starts. I agree. I agree with you. I, 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 I'm interested in the game. I, I really, I, there are two answers I want to give the right answer and the, like the, the hopeful answer. Absolutely. So in the cotton bowl, I'm going with Alabama 38 Cincinnati 17. Um, I, I, I love Cincinnati. I don't love Cincinnati. That's just a lie. Um, and I can't even say that I want them to win. But I, I just don't see them keep close. I, I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe early. Maybe early. An early lead. But Alabama, Nick Saban. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you. And it hurts me too. So I'm going Alabama 38, Cincinnati 24. I'm going to be taking Alabama in this one as well, as much as this actually does pain me, because I am a huge proponent. I want the entirety of the NCAA to be blasted wide open, um, and I think in uh, a Cincinnati, uh, not maybe not winning a title, but taking down an Alabama would do just that. So uh, I, that, that's what I personally want, so very selfishly, uh, but also... Um, I understand that it's going to be really hard to for them to pull that off. I'm not going to give a prediction, yeah. like a score prediction, because I don't really know. But all right, so we all we all think Alabama's going to win this game. So Cincinnati, congratulations on your um, first championship game. Let's move on to the next game, which I assume is going to be Georgia and Michigan. Yes, it is. Uh, number three, Georgia playing number two, Michigan. UGA is favored by seven and a half. The over-under is 45 and a half. Yeah. One thing that uh, I think is a big deal, and it may not seem like a big deal, George Pickens is sidelined temporarily. I'm usually sidelined temporarily due to COVID. He'll be back in game time, obviously. But him missing time is a big deal. He's only played in one game this year. That was the SEC championship game coming off that torn ACL. So he needs all the time with Stetson Bennett and just getting back into playing shape that he can get. So him missing time, while yes, he's going to be there for the game, I think that does affect him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, if you're not sharpening the blade, then over time it's being dulled. So. Exactly. Now, Michigan ranks 18th on offense and 12th on defense, so this is obvious. I mean, clearly, they're in the playoffs. This is a, an explosive offense, and you may not think that initially, just thinking of the Big Ten, but this is an explosive offense. Put up 40-something on Iowa, who is great defense. So, I mean, this is this is not anything to mess around towards defense. Yeah. See, this game, when they announced the matchup, was the one that intrigued me the most. Because it's two teams that their offense, I mean, they know they their their ground game is their bread and butter. And their defenses just they swarm. Yeah. And to me this is the better matchup. This is a championship matchup. This is if this were the national championship, I'd be okay. Is what he's trying to say. 
yeah, but, um, so in the Orange Bowl, I, I just keep saying that because I can't ever remember if you said it or not. You probably did, but I actually didn't this time. So good call. Okay. So this is the Orange Bowl in Miami Gardens, Florida. I'm probably obvious. My biggest Georgia is can Stetson Bennett get it done? Does he get rattled? This is the best defense he has played all year outside of Alabama. And Kentucky was the next closest he played at 24th in the nation. This defense is ranked 12th in the nation. So this is, again, this is the best defense he's played outside of Alabama. And did not look good against Alabama. So that that is a big story. Can Stetson Bennett get it done? And if he can't, is Kirby Smart willing to go to JT Daniels? What are your thoughts? I think he has to be. I think, in, you know... If you get it wrong, you have to under you have to diagnose that pretty early because if it if it gets too if you get too deep, I mean this is like we've said this these are the two of the best defenses in in the league and if you don't diagnose it early, it may be too late at the end. Yeah, I, I agree, and it, he cannot be afraid to make a move if Stetson Bennett it just makes mistakes. Aiden Hutchinson gets in his face and makes a bad throw in the middle and it's pick. Well, I'm not saying take him out there, but you got to watch for the next couple of drives if he's not getting it done. If Michigan is getting in the lead, you, I mean, and Nick Saban did it on the biggest stand of all time with two attack below in the national championship game. It worked out for him. He can't be afraid to make a change. Yeah, he's got he's got to make. It, 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 well, to be frank, he just can't Kirby Smart it and just lock up at the end. Start getting conservative. Talk, talking about another big quarterback question is Cade McNamara. This offense is run, I believe, mostly through the run game to set up the pass is going to be hard to run on this Georgia defense. He he has to be flawless. He cannot make a mistake against I think Michigan is good. I think they're capable of beating Georgia, but they cannot make mistakes. They have to win the turnover battle if they want any chance to win this game. I fully agree with you, and I don't think they're going to be able to do it. Um, like you said, in terms of the quarterback battle, I think Stetson Bennett, in my opinion, might actually get the cake. Uh, just because, I don't know, maybe it's because he's been playing SEC teams, uh, but I don't know. I, I want to hear more of y'all's thoughts on that, actually, because I think that might actually be a controversial take, taking Stetson Bennett over the, over, uh, the Michigan quarterback. I'd say, I don't know. I, I, I would take Cade McNamara. I think you put him on Georgia. I think Georgia's a little bit better because I honestly don't think Stetson Bennett's really that talented. I think he's just game managing and maybe scrambling a little bit better than game managers do, but I, I'm taking Katie McNamara in this quarterback matchup. Um, what do you think, Pat? See, I'm going to agree with you. If he was on Georgia's team right now, instead of Stetson Bennett, he would run that offense so efficiently with the design rollouts, and it's just like it's yeah. a pro-style offense, like freaks. Like, Put it – Put it this way, if Stetson Bennett was on Michigan's team instead of Cade McNamara, I don't think Michigan is in the playoffs. No, because Georgia has the stronger run game, but Michigan has the stronger quarterback play. Yeah, and uh, it's not going to be huge game for Michigan. I do want to say one kind of interesting point. Michigan's defense, obviously Georgia's defense is not allowed over 17 outside of Alabama, but Michigan's defense did not allow over 30 points once this season side of the Michigan State game where they just kind of choked. Um, so on this de- again, this defense is very good, is going to stress Stephen Bennett, and that's where the game's going to be made. For me, this game going to coaching at the end of the day. 
Who do you like more, Harbaugh, who has kind of been a known choker outside of literally just a few weeks ago? A few weeks ago, people were talking about we always chokes in the big game, or Kirby Smart, who also chokes in the big game. So it's like one of these teams has to win. Who, who's it going to be? Who, who, which coach do you like more? We go into the first uh, 16 overtime game uh, where there's no points scored. Both teams are just taking knees, so you, they don't even want to move on. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm probably going to get crucified for this. I'm taking Harbaugh. I, I trust his experience a little bit more. I I trust him making the gutsy call because Kirby always plays it. I actually, I actually agree true. with him. I think I do like... I mean, I do like... Uh, Harbaugh a little bit more. Um, I, I kind of disagree here. I, I, I don't blame you for taking Harbaugh, but I, I, I think Kirby Smart is a slightly better coach. I don't think I, both of these coaches are very good. I think we, we can all recognize yeah. that. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And it might just be due to the fact that Kirby Smart has the best talent in the nation, bar none. Um, so if you put both these coaches with the same talent, does my mind change? I don't know. So, uh, what are, what's y'all's predictions on the game line? I, I'm, I'm going to take Georgia. I'm going I'm to take Georgia here, 27 to 17. Would not be. I really wanted to take Michigan here, but I, I just think talent's going to prevail at the end of the day. As much as I agree with you, I actually really. Um, I'm taking Michigan in this. I think Michigan gets it done. Um, I. It may just be be because I want to see something different, and I don't want to see a repeat of. The SEC championship game. I don't, I don't care about that. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm thinking of this wrong, but I personally don't want to see that. I want to see. I so. I think Michigan can win it. I think they will win. It. It's not about what you want to see. It's about what you think you're gonna see. And I think I'm gonna see Michigan win it. That's fair. I mean, that's that's fair. What do you think, Pat? See, I'm I'm going with my gut here. I feel like it's going to be a low-scoring game. For sure. And I feel like Michigan is going to pull off the dub. I feel like they're just going to make that one gutsy decision, that one great play to put them over the edge. I'm saying 17-13, to 13, Michigan over Georgia. <laughs> See, I think it could be the exact opposite where Michigan tries to make that fancy play and it totally backfires. Just because, again, and now I will say, I didn't look up what happened, but there's some something happened with Lewis Seen, Georgia's, I think that could be wrong here, Georgia's best safety. I think something happened with him over the weekend. I don't know if he's going to be able to play or not, but if he's if he's out for whatever reason, uh, that would be huge. It, yeah, <laughs> it would not be good. Uh, so, I'm taking Georgia. Y'all are taking Michigan. Again, another prime spot for an I told you so come next Monday or Tuesday. If if that's the case, I'll happily take take it. Yeah, I, I think I, I, either yeah. way, like, I'll be okay. But I do think that uh, I think I think Michigan can do it. I really do. And I don't. And again, also my personal opinion does come in on this. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah, I mean, fine. That's, that's, why, you know, that's why we're here. Let's move on to the next game. 
All right, uh, so we get out of those and we go right into Saturday, January 1st, and thank goodness I'm off because these games I give a shit about, let me tell you. Um, Penn State at Arkansas, or Penn State and Arkansas in the Outback Bowl, Raymond James Stadium in Tampa, Florida. Arkansas favored by one point. Over-unders 47. Uh, see, I have Penn State favored by one and a half. It's changed a lot. I checked it yesterday, but I guess, okay. I mean, you know, that is what it is. I will, um, notable opt-outs in this game, Traylon Burks. Yeah, but uh, Penn State had their number one receiver go out too. So, I mean, I don't, I know it doesn't matter too much because, uh, you know, not to be rude, but uh, their receiver isn't Traylon Burks. Uh, yeah. Um, but, regardless, I mean, it one does, thing- it does help. One thing that does matter here, Penn State's leading tackler, Ellis Brooks, I think I'm, I think that's his name, Ellis Brooks opted out for the NFL draft, so that's a huge gap in the middle of the defense. He is their leading tackler, part captain of the defense. That's a big loss. Yeah. And I think that could be big for what I Arkansas's key to the game is, is let K.J. Jefferson lose. Abuse the fact that their best linebackers out of the game have put strain on the backup by running the quarterback, scrambling out, creating plays, getting third down conversions, and anything like that. I think they have a very good chance of winning this game. Yeah, I can see it. I, I think I. Mm. I see this game. Offense ranks eighty first in the nation. Is it really? It is like I can't think of a reference, but it's terrible. It's slow. It's terrible. It's wow. painful to watch. Didn't they just extend James Franklin, too? They did. Wow. You think they regret that now? Uh, no, I don't think they regret it yet. Maybe if they, you know, if, if it continues to go this way. Their defense was very good this year. They ranked 32nd in the nation, but it, it really felt better, better than that. Their defense is pretty better. good. I think that's where this game's going to be one loss. Arkansas's offense, 30th, so we have 30th versus 32nd. Should be a very great matchup. Both sides of the ball have lost key pieces, so I kind of think it evens out there. Will be just will be very interesting to see. Um, for Penn State, they just need to avoid dumb turnovers. They don't score much on the, in the first play, so if they turn over the ball and get behind early, I think it's going to be very tough for them. Sean Clifford, their senior quarterback, only has six interceptions on the year, so he's good at not turning over the ball. So that's, I mean that that's. That's good, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely helps. <laughs> you got to win the turnover battle first. Yeah. Uh, y'all, I was gonna yeah. say this. This is gonna be a fun matchup. Like, I, I think they're pretty, pretty evenly matched. It's gonna be fun. Arkansas is gonna win. I, 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 just simple. I actually am not gonna just give it to Arkansas here. I don't. I don't think it's gonna be that easy for them. I. I I don't think Penn State matches up. I think Penn State doesn't match up well with Arkansas. But for some reason, I think they're going to win. I don't know why. It's just something in my gut telling me I, I just don't think they're going to win this game. Um, I don't know if we mentioned this, but this is the Outback Bowl in Tampa, Florida. We did. We did. For some reason, I'm just not hearing that. I even but, mentioned the uh, stadium. I do remember that part. But I have Penn State winning 28-24. I don't know why. I think 
Arkansas really has a great chance of winning this game, but something's telling me to pick Penn State here. I can definitely understand why. Uh, I mean, it. I do think Arkansas is the more talented team. I do think they have a much higher chance of making this game uh, click, but I I just don't see it happening. I would like to see that uh, about talent rankings, whether Arkansas is the more talented team. Penn State has recruited pretty well. Yeah. Uh, does the ta- – I, I don't know, I guess. I, I, I don't have Wi-Fi on, so I can actually reach you all because the service here is garbage. But uh, it would be interesting to look at the overall talent ranking on 24-7 for team rankings. I would be – I would mm, – I don't know. But, yeah, I think this should be a good game. It should have come down to the wire either way. Uh, the only way this is – being a blowout is Arkansas blows out Penn State. Penn State does not have enough power, especially without a receiver to blow out Arkansas or blow out anybody for that matter. So, yeah, but I am going to I'm I'm taking Arkansas. I just I trust them to be a little more physical, and I've, I've seen more Arkansas offense. Or, I mean, Arkansas, they, they can put up points. You look back at the the Ole Miss Arkansas game. That was a shootout, but I think Arkansas is a little more physical than Penn State, so I'm taking Arkansas. Um, oh crap! I, I had the score and then it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just taking Arkansas. Let's just go with it. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Jones. Um. Do I have to, man? I just. Oh, you don't. If we, if we if we can move on, we can move on. But yeah, I don't want to give a score for this one because I, I can't be. You know, I can't be impartial. We're not professionals here. Who cares about partiality? Probably the listener, if I had to guess. <laughs> hey, Jackson, Arkansas fan. He probably is gonna want Arkansas to win this game. Big spoiler. Yeah, it's a fact. I do want Arkansas to win this game. I just, man, I I think they do. I think they do. I say Arkansas wins it uh, ninety to zero. So okay, we'll take we'll take that. All <laughs> right, let's move on to the next game. All right, let's do so. Uh, the next game is going to be Iowa at Kentucky uh, in the Verbo Citrus Bowl. Um, Kentucky is favored by three, and the over under is forty four. Mark Stoops goes back and to play. Is on the monitor. That that's gonna be it's gonna be a fun one. Just it's not gonna be like a major storyline. It's like you get to coach against your old coach. Like I feel like every kid that wants to go into coaching like grows up wanting to do that. Um, I'm I'm a little concerned about Kentucky in this game. Just because the inconsistencies of Will Levis. I do agree with that. Iowa's defense ranks 15th in the nation. This is a scary defense. Yeah, and their their offense, Iowa's offense, is slow tempo. Iowa's offense ranks 123rd in the nation. Out of 130 teams, and Kentucky's defense ranks 24th. So this is a matchup that I don't think Iowa is scoring very much. Let's just say that. Which gives Kentucky a very, very good chance to win this game. 
And I think that's the biggest part. And I I just want to see, you know, which which will leave us we get, which run game do we get. And it's it's for both teams. It's just the consistency for each team because they have had great weeks and they've had terrible weeks. I agree. I think both teams do want to be here. Maybe Kentucky maybe a little bit more than Iowa, but I think Iowa wants to be here. I think going off what you said, one of the biggest matchups, Juan Dale Robinson versus Iowa secondary. That is a huge matchup because I think he's going to be the key piece to this offense getting up and scoring points in this game. Josh Ali, their second best wide receiver, I believe it's their second best receiver, is out in this game due to a car accident. Um, so that's I unfortunate. Wish to, I, I think he's okay, but just can't play in this game. Well, yeah, I know, but it's unfortunate because he, it's you know, yeah. But Iowa should be able to put more attention towards Wondell Robinson, which does matter. I mean, that that one hundred percent matters. Riley Moss will be matched up with him, who he won the Big Ten's defensive back of the year. I signed with Wondell Robinson in this matchup due to quickness, and I think SEC speed is something that the Riley Moss dude probably hasn't seen very much of. Um, so, uh, and Wanda Robinson is just obviously different. Uh, my thing is, they're, Iowa's defense, they are second in the nation in turnovers. They, and Davis is turnover prone. I, I don't know how many turnovers he has, but he doesn't over the ball. Let's just leave it at that. So, my thing is, yeah, no, Wando Moore is a breed different. Iowa. Wandale Robinson. Wandale Robinson. Who, there's a Wandale Moore somewhere. I you mean Rondale Moore for the Arizona Cardinals? No, there's a Wandale. I just know. I was watching something, and I saw Wandale Moore. But, okay. Okay. Anyway, I think the key difference is Iowa's defense is – I mean, they're they're light years ahead of a turnover-prone Kentucky offense. And you you obviously have Kentucky's best running back. I think it's Smoke. I cannot think of it. Smoke Robinson. Smoke Monday? No, that's what? Auburn's defense. Is that what you're thinking? I, I, don't, I know that's not who it is, but I thought that might be what you're thinking about. Okay. Okay, anyways. So, anyways, Kentucky has a very good running back, a name I cannot remember, but he is bumble prone. So, this goes off what you're saying. Kentucky can, if the one way I think Kentucky loses this game, and this coming off the top of my head, turnovers. I mean, the, the, and I guess that's obvious, but it rings it true, especially in this game. All right. Uh, well, that, that's all I got. Uh, I, I think Iowa wins the game. One thing to – oh, really? Really? I, I want to hear your score prediction in a second. I was – and this might change your opinion. I was offense, 123rd in the nation. Already said their best running back, Tyler Goodson, opted out. I, I'm i still going Iowa. I, I feel like Kentucky, with the way they turn the ball over, yeah. it's, it's going to be difficult for them to win but i say it's a low scoring game 17 14 that could be a big point i I think ultimately this is we see we see this most every year where an sec team plays and supposedly overmatched big 10 team they had a better year than sec team and then the sec team just blows them out because 
the speed here is different. Iowa is slow. They are not fast. They are not quick. Kentucky isn't legit SEC B team. So I, I think that will shine in this game. For Iowa, what they need to do to win, which is kind of do the unthinkable, they need to score in the 30s. I don't think they can hold Kentucky under 27 points in this game. So their offense has to show up in a big way. I do not see that happening. I'm going Kentucky 35 to 14. Well, I I can agree with you. It, it can go either way with the way uh, Will Levis plays the quarterback. So you are going to be right in your assessment that, I mean, Kentucky is turnover prone, and if that happens, they're going to lose this game. They cannot get – this Iowa offense is not great, but the one way they can score, give them great field position. Yeah. All right. Jack, what you got? Um. Okay, so I personally think Kentucky's going to pull this one out, out of their butt cheeks, winning this game 17-10. to 10. Pretty. I might have overshot my bounds with Kentucky scoring 35. I just think Kentucky's going to get out to a lead and just kind of run away with this game. All right. What's the next game we got, Jack? So the next game we have is going to be Baylor Ole Miss. The All State Sugar Bowl. Oh, it's all so sweet, baby. (laughs) You want to go ahead? Um, No, I'll let y'all go first. I I will say the over under in this game, 55. If that goes under, I'm pretty sure that means that Baylor won this game. Almost offense ranked fourth in the nation, their defense, 100th in the nation. Baylor more in the middle with both. Baylor's offense, 43rd in the nation. Their defense is very good under Dave Aranda, 36th in the nation. And that's where the matchup in this game gets interesting. Ole Miss's offense versus Baylor's defense. Baylor only scored uh, – let's see if I can – totally lost it. Go ahead and – oh, okay, here we go. For what Baylor needs to do to win, they need to hold Ole Miss under 24 points. Baylor only allowed over 24 points once this whole season, and they did that in a game. They just kind of lost TCU, who isn't very – I think that's kind of a fluke game. So let's take that game out. Baylor didn't allow over 24 points. And see, uh, you uh, uh, lost straight of thought. I think Baylor's a good team. Dave Aranda has – made that turnaround with that program. I think the key difference for this matchup is the quarterbacks on either side. Yeah, I Jerry, Jerry Bohannon, he's good. He's not great. And you have Matt Corral who's got a rested ankle now. I think this offense changes. It's slowed down after the injury. But I, I think we get more of a first third of the season Ole Miss yeah. offense compared to a back half. And I'll say this, I think Ole Miss's defense being ranked 100th is a little misleading. Since the Arkansas game in, uh, on October 9th, which they let up like 52 points, Ole Miss's defense didn't give up over 31, which was to Auburn in that kind of fluky game. But besides that, they didn't give up a, into anything above 27 points. So this Ole Miss defense started playing – Pretty well at the end of the season. Not great by any standards, but pretty well. And again, I don't think this Baylor offense ranked 43rd in the nation is very good. I think that's an overrated offense. So 
I think Ole Miss is definitely going to be able to hold them very well there. Ole Miss's offense scored 31 points. But I, I just find it interesting. I don't know what it says about this game. Ole Miss's offense scored 31 points in five out of its last seven this year they played. In the other two games, they scored 29 and 27. I, I really think it starts with the defense stepping up because, yeah, they're 101st in yards allowed a game. They were 54th in average points per game let up at 25. I think the defense has finally just said, okay, bend, don't break. They finally clicked, came together, and then with the Ole Miss offense, it, you can tell that this year it was all about Matt Corral. Yeah. That offense was built for him, and he it didn't look right because he didn't look right. Do you think that do you think that Matt do you think that Matt Corral should have stayed? The Ole Miss fan of me, yeah. Hell no. Oh no. I mean, I would love for Matt to stay. But common sense, get yeah. your money, man. Yeah, I'd say go make your money, dude. You're you're gonna go in the first early in the first round. Yeah. He doesn't deserve to by the way. Let's be very clear. He does not deserve to be a first rounder. Okay, but whether you believe he deserves to be or not, he's gonna be drafted early in the first round because that's guaranteed money. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I will say, as far as the Baylor offense, they only scored thirty points three times the entire season, and that was versus Kansas, Texas Southern, and West Virginia. This Baylor offense is not very good. So if Ole Miss can score in the 30s or over 24 points, I think that's the magic number for Ole Miss in this game. Their chances of winning this game really high. I, I mean, I really think. Yeah, almost, I, it, it it shouldn't be as close as Vegas and the book, bookies are thinking. Like, I, I think it's whatever – is the outcome if Ole Miss's offense looks good or Baylor's defense looks good? It's it can go either way. I think this is just I, I actually think Baylor's a pretty good team. I just think this is a bad matchup for them. I really do. I'm I'm gonna agree with you. Um, just I I think they haven't seen speed like Ole Miss and I. You know, I, I'm not going to say anymore. I'm, a, I'm abstaining from a pick. Yeah. I, I like the matchup. I feel I that. Continuing the trend of scoring 31 points, I just feel like it's right. right? I feel like Lane Given has a bet on the side with some of his friends saying, I bet I can't score 31 points again and win. So I have Ole Miss scoring 31 points, Baylor scoring 21 points. A close-ish game. I think Ole Miss kind of gets out early and controls the game and just goes away here. I like it. I can also see it happening. Uh, I think Ole Miss wins this game. Uh, man, I had a score and then I didn't like it anymore. Yeah, fuck it. We're gonna go with it. I think Ole Miss wins this game, thirty-five to mm, fourteen. Howdy, man. Gary, Gary doesn't get it done. You know, I, I just realized I said the over-under is 55, and if it goes under, probably mean Baylor won, but my score prediction is under 55, so I take that back. 
Yeah. Contradictory. Yeah. All right. Uh, so I'm going with Ole Miss. Pat's going with Ole Miss. Jack, I didn't pay attention, but I'm assuming you went with Ole Miss. Yep. Uh, what's, what's the next game? The next game uh, is going to be LSU and Kansas State. It's called the Purple Bowl. The tax, uh, the tax act, Texas Bowl. We can go through this one pretty quick, just because I don't think LSU fans actually care about being in the school. Um, it's a, this is really kind of a nothing bowl. LSU doesn't care about being in this bowl. Kansas State, who? Um, so it just is what it is. The offenses and defenses in this game are not ranked in the top 50. Kansas State's offense is ranked 101st in the nation. That's terrible. That's yeah. terrible. Kansas State's defense, though, 35th in the nation, so that is a big deal. Kansas State's only offense is Deuce Vaughn, Kansas State running back, 1,250 yards, 15 touchdowns with no fumbles. That's, so, that's pretty nice. If Kansas State wins this game, it's going to be on the back of Deuce Vaughn. Kansas State will be without their offensive coordinator as he parted ways after the season. I don't know if that was mutual or he left for another job. Don't know. I'm assuming if their offense was 101st, he didn't get a better job. So uh, I don't know how much that affects him. It could be interesting. Obviously, you have LSU. Max Johnson will not be their quarterback in this game, and he wasn't very good in his own right, if you ask me. That's just my opinion. I know you'll have different ones. Um, he goes to Texas A&M. So I, c- I couldn't even tell you who LSU's quarterback is going to be in this game. Uh, so Garrett, Garrett Nussmeyer. I think they got a waiver from the NCAA to let him play the extra game because they had no other scholarship quarterbacks. Why, why, would, he need, why would he need a waiver to play this he game? Played, he's already played in four games. Oh, so he can still redshirt if he plays this game? Yep. That's what they're trying they're trying to do. It might not happen, but they're they're trying to. LSU, again, another team not playing with a head coach in this game. For that reason, I'm going with Kansas State. 17-13, Kansas State. I, I think it's going to be low score. I think it's going to be boring. I don't think anybody's going to be watching by halftime because they'll either be asleep or change channels. Uh, so, yeah, that's what I'm going with. Yeah, um, I feel like it's going to be like the Florida-UCF uh, game. I feel like LSU, they're just ready to move on under the Brian Kelly era. And yeah. uh, I'm just going to be going off the fact that Kansas State has a 69-ranked rush nice. offense in the in the nation. So uh, Kansas State, uh, 31, LSU, 7. I can see it. And I like it. I'm going to go with uh, LSU getting... 13 points in this one. I don't think they only score seven. Um, and we'll go with seven to 24. Or no, 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 not seven to 24. Sorry. What did I say? 13 to 24. Blah, 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 blah. I talk myself one, into a circle. The huh? one way LSU wins this game is on the back of Tyrion Davis Price. I believe that's his name. He has three names. So if I forgot it, that's my bad. But they're, they're, they have a really good running back, as they always do. If they win this game, it's because he has 200 yards rushing. Uh, and you never know anything. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. All right. Is that the last game? I think that's the last game. That is oh, oh. the last one. Oh, Vandy. What about Vandy? They. Yeah. That was a good one. <laughs> Did you know that uh, Tennessee is pra- has been practicing on Vandy's field? 
That's hilarious. I'm just like, really? Like, they allowed us to do that? Just take a shit and re- leave the rapper on the middle of their field? Like, Lord, we do it every other year either way. I mean, you can let us do it when you're not even there? Man. If you're Clark Lee and you're sitting in your office, right, and you're trying to build Vanderbilt, and you look out and your in-state rival is just practicing on your field. Like, what do you think? Like, how is that? If Florida or Georgia or Alabama tried to practice on Neyland's field for a bowl game, I'm pretty sure fans would, like, chain themselves to the stadium. Or, like, there would be property damage. Throw in golf balls by chance. Yeah, oh, 100%. There would be golf balls being chipped all the way over the side of the building and hit it. You know, I wouldn't be opposed to that. But it is, it's neither here nor there. But, dude, we kind of covered these bowl games pretty fast. Yeah, um, we didn't even take a break anywhere in between, which is almost a little bit impressive. So, uh, GG yeah. to us. One take no, uh, one take no break. Yeah, I, I guess. You know, I mean, we're just that good. But that was yeah. pretty fun. I don't know about y'all, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, it's always a good time. I think the SEC, and this is just my overall view, I think the SEC is poised to have a pretty disappointing bowl season. Yeah, I feel like that's fair. Um, just as far as overall record, I think the SEC wins the national championship, whether that's Alabama or Georgia. Uh, I, I don't know. I just, yeah, outside of that, I think there, there's going to be some pretty, pretty sucky upsets. Well, we've got the rest of the week of football. I'm excited. You're excited. I'm ready to make some money. Enjoy the hell out of it. Because this is the last week of college football. We have a full college football that we have for till next fall. till next August, September. That's going to be a very long time. So take it in all that you can. If you're at work, your boss, doesn't matter what they think. Unless nope. you're, you know, you know, uh, just be careful. <laughs> I've, this has been us. Uh, thank you guys all for, for, for listening. Yeah, I mean, make sure to uh, follow us on Twitter at around underscore SEC. That's where we tweet out all of our podcasts. You can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you can get your podcast. We we forget to push this. We probably should because, you know, the whole point of this. But we hope you all enjoyed. If you did, give us a five-star review on and just kind of tell us what tell us what you think and if you have any questions or you want to um what's what's the word if you want to put put your voice out there and let let us answer one of your questions just tweet at tweet at us on twitter and we will answer these on the podcast it makes it a lot more fun so that's all all right yeah uh we will talk at y'all next week thank you all for listening this has been us